Like this man go from zero to a hundred off a drop of a dime. Somebody just randomly passed him by in the hallway and dropped his books in front of him. Yeah. Oh, so you just gonna pick your stuff up and leave like my father? Like, dang, <laughs> bro. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. Emotional. Yeah, man. I understand. I I get you, brother man. I yeah. get you, Spencer. Nobody else understands. I understand. <laughs> Show emotional hands. <laughs> It is. It is Good Friday, and you are now listening to episode 12 of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. My name is Deontay Epps. Of course, joined by my brother remotely, because we have always social distanced during this podcast. My brother Dane, how you doing, man? I'm pretty good. And uh, put an asterisk next to that. We've always social distanced, because it's for the most part of social distance. Kidding, yeah. totally kidding. I've uh, definitely been mindful <laughs> of the, uh, what is it, the uh, the regulations and suggestions by our respective counties as well as the state and, of course, right. on federal level as well. So here we right. are. Right. And it's been, what, three weeks? <sighs> I, I feel like it's been three weeks, probably. I think it's like uh, 21, 22 days, something like that. And I actually, <laughs> lost count. you know Frank Caliendo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you saw his Twitter. He's been making funny Twitter quarantine videos. The Avengers and, one. Uh, I. Re- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I seen that. <laughs> that was so funny. It was like perfect. If y'all haven't seen that, go check out uh, Frank Caliendo on Twitter. He does impersonations and stuff, and he did one similar to the opening of uh, Avengers Endgame, but kind of geared towards how the quarantine is right now. It's really, really funny. Yeah, it was um, pretty good, but. Man, it's uh, you know, kind of been the same routine like we mentioned before we started recording. You know, wake up, uh, take care of family and work duties, Zoom meetings you may have, and shoot. For both of us, it's been watching Netflix and eating and video games yeah. and staying in the house. Uh, I think it was like two days ago we took our dogs on a walk. Um, Nice. In the neighborhood and a little exercise in there, huh? Some, yeah, a little fresh air, a little fresh yeah. air, and um, you know everybody was. It was like a lot of people in the neighborhood walking their dogs, and just like people are all in the same boat, or trying to, you know, manage and cope the best way they can with this thing. And mm-hmm. we're trying to do this, and hopefully, if you're listening, this will help you get through. Um, stand at home and. You know, having something to do, listening to us, and hopefully we can give you some type of entertainment and comfort during this during this time, man. Something. Hopefully you get something to distract yourself from the chaos that is overtaking, or if not has already overtaken your right. mental. So. Yeah, because it could, could definitely take a toll. Like, I found myself what. Maybe a few days ago, just like, man, this is, and I think we talked about this last episode, just, it's like a weird, weird dream where you wake mm. up and you think, is this real? And like, we're walking, going through like a movie script, acting out scenes, but it's, it's real life stuff. So, uh, hopefully real. everyone out there, yeah, man, 
hopefully everyone out there is staying safe and continuing to abide by the um, orders given in your particular area so we can get back to how things were, where we can go out and not have to worry about, you know, catching this crazy virus. So um, one one particular organization, Dane, that's, you know, still going to business, and we talked about it last week, was the NFL. Um, the draft is coming up in two weeks on April yeah. 23rd. And with social distancing and stay-at-home orders, the commissioner announced that the draft is going to be all virtual, all technology draft. Wow. Um, it's it's definitely unprecedented. And um, I'm just going to read a little bit from the article that I have from NFL.com. For sure. Uh, says Commissioner Roger Goodell informed all 32 NFL clubs that the 2020 NFL draft would proceed in a fully virtual format in a memo sent out Monday obtained by NFL Network's Tom Pelesero. Hopefully I pronounced his name right. Uh, League and club facilities. (laughs) I probably did. League and club facilities are set to remain closed indefinitely to ensure the NFL is in compliance with current regulations due to the COVID-19 pandemic and therefore clubs were advised to prepare to conduct the draft outside of their facilities. Um, what else is this saying? The league informed a group of general managers proceeding with plans for a virtual draft during a conference call Friday. Monday's news is the latest adjustments to how the draft will operate as the country continues to feel effects of the new Corona virus. Mm. Um, so and then let me also, get, I did <laughs> go ahead. So let me get this straight. We went from, having a regular draft yep. to having the draft on some sort of aquatic arena where rookies would be able to take a boat to the draft take stage. A boat. Yep. And then we went from that to virtually having a draft where we have these, what, 50, 60, 70-year-old old, old guys and uh, some women uh, drafting from the comforts of their own home. Yep. And we're going to fully anticipate that there aren't any type of IT-related network issue, lag, rubber banding, just (laughs) losing internet. Like, we're we're completely going on. This is uncharted territory. we're we're in 2020, man. Everything's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna work out perfectly fine. And it's funny you mentioned that because that was my next segue. I was gonna talk about how a lot of coaches and uh, executives came out and said they were worried about being hacked, worried about you know delays and lags, and even worried about IT people in their house because you're supposed to be social distancing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so far the nfl hasn't said anything about that they're just like going deal with it going full force bullheaded and all signs are pointing towards as much as i love the draft all signs are pointing towards maybe we should just go ahead and uh postpone this that way i don't know you don't ruin the lives of a few hundred players for the sake of keeping things on schedule 
Yeah. Because this. Uh, mm, go ahead. I was just going to say it's at, at this point, and I think we talked about it last episode, it's the NFL is kind of taking advantage of being the only team in the spotlight as far as operations are going. And I mean, I, I could, I just see it as them. Hey, we're the only sport moving on right now. This will look good as far as exposure to our league. We think we're the best league in all the sports. So let's put on a show for people at home, which, which in a, in a way, like like you said, I I would love to see the draft. You know, there's nothing else going on. We talked about that. I would love to see the draft, but at the same time, man, it's it's a it's it's a lot of hiccups. I hope I hope Dane that we're proven wrong on this. I just I just hope there's it's, not any hiccups, man. It's misguided. It's a lot of stuff that could happen. It's, it's misguided. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a brief tangent. So I don't, I'm, okay. I'm sure you've heard about it, but the how, of course, in the NFL is partnering with EA Sports with the the virtual moments for each of the prospects to walk out and meet the the commission, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know about that. Okay, so they're also tagging along with that. They're they're giving or donating in the name of each draftee uh, $2,000 to a high school football program of their choice. In my head, I'm like, one, the donation is great. That's 100% fine. I- I've never donated money to a high school football program. So there's that. Let me throw myself out there real quick before I proceed with my uh, criticism of this. I think the, the money probably be better off going somewhere else. Because one, uh, I mean, I don't know of any high school footballs that would benefit from the donation right now. I mean, it, it might be better off going towards, I don't know, feeding some of those kids who who might be in unfortunate situation where they're not afforded the opportunity to eat, you know, three meals a day. Uh, that That might be a bit of a stretch there. I know it sounds kind of weird, but it just seems very, it seems very misguided. Mm-hmm. It just, uh, well, let me, let me play a little devil's advocate advocate. Yeah. Let for me sure, play for sure. a little devil advocate over here. So I'm, I'm going to read a little bit from this memo and try to see what the, um, what what he's coming from where he's coming from and by he I mean Commissioner Goodell. Roger. The memo that was sent out yeah, the the that guy, Mr. Roger. In the memo <laughs> that was Roger sent out to the uh NFL teams. In response to developing conditions and the advice of medical public health experts, authorities at all levels of government have expanded the scope and extended the duration of orders requiring residents to shelter in place. As you know, our offices have been closed since March 13th and all club facilities have been closed since March 26th. Because of these circumstances, clubs have been advised to prepare to conduct the 2020 draft entirely outside of their facilities in a fully virtual format with club personnel in separate locations. So <laughs> the different everybody's not supposed to be together, They're supposed to be in their own home, right? Um as we have made the decision. For several reasons, drafting remotely, all clubs will not have access to their facilities. 
which is contrary to the fundamental equity principle that all clubs operate in a consistent and fair way. Um, there was another thing. Okay, he says, and I'm skipping down a little bit. Uh, according Accordingly, all clubs should dedicate their personnel and technology resources toward preparing for a fully virtual draft for personnel in separate locations. Our staff and events, football operations, IT, and the management council will be in contact with each club and remains fully available to answer questions or assist in your preparations. Our understanding that as many clubs that many clubs are already well advanced in preparing for a virtual draft, and we are confident that all clubs can take the necessary steps to make the 2020 draft a successful event. I have spoken to many of you in the past several days and recognize the challenges facing all of us. We are operating in an environment unlike anything we have ever experienced before, one that requires fix- flexibility, patience, and cooperation. As we work through these challenges together, we should not lose sight of the magnitude of this global health crisis, of the extraordinary work of first responders, healthcare workers, and so many others. Of the and of the growing number of Americans in need of assistance and who lost family and friends of this virus. And I thought he was going to mention, I thought it was in here, but I know also that the draft is like all the proceeds and stuff and there, it's going towards uh, the relief efforts for the virus. Um, as they should. I, I, Yeah, as they should. And I just think that I think that in his mind, he's seeing it, one, of course, as an opportunity to grow the NFL brand. And I think that he hmm, – how, how can I fairly word this? Take your time. In an in a, in a unprecedented time where people you know, don't have their normal, normalcy of uh, – their their jobs, their professions. A lot of people are losing jobs, families mm-hmm. are losing their lives. Uh, we don't have sports, and this, I don't know what he's thinking, but in my mind, I believe he's saying, "Hey, people don't have sports. We're this the only hope." Having 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 is. oh yeah, somewhat having this draft is like <laughs> bringing some type of normalcy to the world helping people get through this that that's that's me being devil's advocate here so mm-hmm. maybe he's on that spectrum of him trying to to ease the mind of people everywhere with you know this crazy thing going on but hey they're they're pushing forward with it right now um it's been a lot of pushback uh but right now as of april 10th it's still going on next week or in two weeks so like you said dane hopefully I mean, we we love the draft. We love sports, obviously. We're just thinking about how it's kind of – it's going to be difficult to pull this yeah, off. But it, it is. It's going to be difficult with, with no type of hiccups coming about. And that's so. that's just considering the, the tech part of it. I'm Right. We haven't even touched on the surface of the complete evaluation of the players because of, you know, the pro days being canceled – not having you yeah know, how do you how formal. do you feel about that because i'm i'm sitting i'll say this real quick i'm sitting here watching colin coward i a lot of people feel a way about colin coward i like him because he he always says what he you know he says even if it's completely wants. wrong and right and, and misguided <laughs> but i i will agree with him on this thing he actually just mentioned on his show and i'm kind of uh plugging his show in here but 
he wow. was talking about how Tua's uh, workout came, mm-hmm. or they had his little video workout. Have you heard about that? They had yeah, a virtual the, virtu- pro day. the virtual, the virtual pro day. A lot of the the pro day, or a lot of the clips from his pro day, they've been uh, posted within the last few hours. The, I think right. there's only one issue with that. The concern has never been with with his play. The concern has always been with his medicals. And I guess since, mm-hmm. you know, him being clear to throw and everyone just, you know, watching his drop back and the way he processes yeah. things going on, that's never been anyone. That's never been anyone's because, oh, well, let me let me back. That's never been my concern. We always knew he, the dude could play. It's just the fact of if he's going to come back, how what percentage of himself is he going to be um, or right. like that. But I don't it, I don't think it's surprising he balled out during the, the virtual pro day that he did have. Like, you know, right. And I'll piggyback off what you said about his health. Mm-hmm. I feel like personally, like it's such a crapshoot. It's it's very random. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, like you had quarterbacks come in the league with no history of health problems, like in college, high school, and in the NFL they get hit, and then That's now they're rap. injury prone. For like example, uh, Matthew Stafford. Oh, didn't have any injury problems too. in college, high school. Yeah, and now he's been hurt the last two, three, four years. And then another big example is uh, uh, Andrew Luck. Yeah. He didn't have any injuries coming into college or coming into the league from college. And then what? He retired early because of injuries. So, And you, you that, brought up two very part, important things. Those two quarterbacks, God-given talent, probably Matthew Stafford, probably one of the best arm talents in the league. And then, of course, Andrew Luck having the pedigree that he had coming out of Stanford, those two organizations mm-hmm. did a piss poor job of surrounding them with talent. And yeah. more more than anything, Detroit, who has a history of, you know, being very horrible as far as player management is concerned, it built a team building. He's, I mean, I feel bad for him more than anything because he's had seasons where he's done phenomenal things, and because they didn't have a run game or because there's way one too many passing attempts to try to shield or protect from putting their defense out on the field. Way too many chances for him to, you know, go on and do big things in the playoffs, but all those things fell short in the wild card because of incompetency, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, <sighs> yeah. I'm like, I and, and as far as, like, going back to Tua, like, what's the difference? I know you, would, as a scout, you want to see the guy in person. But what's the difference? I mean, I know there is a difference, but like, how is this any different from seeing his tape when you scout him on film? Like, I that part where I, because I've seen people argue, like, man, you like a pro day, virtual pro day doesn't make sense because, you know, we can't see the guy in person. Maybe a 40 time might be a different, you can't see the 40 time, but like what he can do on film, throw the ball, you can see that. I think I think for anybody for those one here's here's the first thing the scouting of a quarterback and seeing how his play in college how it translates to the NFL it still is not consistent in the NFL today April the 10th there is no type of general manager no type of owner that can tell you oh these are the traits that are going to transfer 100% to the next level when you take that in consideration with the fact that him coming off of whatever is I, you know, I, I don't, I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you. I can't remember if this is an ankle or a hip surgery at this time. Well, this, this last I, one was hip, but he, 
he hurt his ankle too. He had he hurt his wrist. No, for real, he hurt his wrist, ankle, and this last one where he was bad, like real okay. bad. That was his hip. Because mm-hmm. I couldn't remember. I was like, wait a minute, am I? Com-? And it, like you said, the days are starting to run together. It, it, his injuries are starting to run together. I don't care that he's been injured. My concern is, or the point I'm trying to make here is, I think the people, the scouts, are trying to figure out: is he wincing during his throws? Is there any type of yeah. hesitancy when he's dropping back? You know, those those three fives, those rollouts. Like, what is he look? Is it looking unnatural? You know, is you know the throwing motion because he's a left-handed guy, so it's it's a little bit different trying to evaluate that, anyways, because of the way that the ball spins off his hand. So, it, how does that look for him? You know, is it you know is it looking forced? Is he you know when they're looking at the? I'm assuming this is what they're looking at from the pro, and not to see if it proves anything different from the tape, but just to see what does he look like throwing the ball. Does he look like one of those actors in a, in a Netflix show trying to throw a ball? Is is the I guess oh, the big Lord. question? All so. American, my God! <laughs> I I, <laughs> I still got to get through season two. Don't tell yeah, me, that. I, I can man. Say that. God, I hate I hate. They got to work on that. Golly. But you know, crazy thing is he but, uh, he played receiver. He was a no way. He's a no sp- way. No, dead serious. He was a receiver in high school, and he was on a track scholarship to Indiana State. I'm talking about the quarterback. Yeah. Oh, Jordan. Okay. Yeah. So Jordan played receiver. So he's just out of position on the show. uh, Spencer. (laughs) Spencer on them routes, bro. He, he, yeah. Well, he was a basketball player. He's a basketball player. They probably play more soccer. Probably play more soccer over there where he's from. (laughs) Um, And plus, I know a scene you're talking about, the scene where he ran the curl route. Yeah. In In his defense, he had on. He had a regular tennis shoes. Like, nah, homie bro. didn't have any cleats on. He had regular tennis <laughs> shoes. I can't, man. I can't. <laughs> I can't get with oh, it. Oh, my God. Oh, man. That's funny. Uh, but cool. Yeah, man. Everybody left me. <laughs> I'm here fending for myself. Man, I, I saw. Man, I, somebody made. Did you retweet? No. Somebody yeah, liked yeah. I've seen. I know what Vinny's talking about. The one where he working out. The garage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to the T. Like oh, this man fact. go from zero to a hundred off a drop of a dime. Somebody just randomly passed him out in the hallway and dropped his books in front of him. Yeah. Oh, so you just gonna pick your stuff up and leave like my father? Like, dang, <laughs> bro! Like, <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh man, emotional. Yeah, man. I understand. I I get you, brother man. I yeah. get you, Spencer. Nobody else understands. <laughs> I understand. Show emotional. <laughs> That's okay, funny. My bad. How do we even get on that? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. That was funny I don't though. Remember. Um. So yeah, right now the draft is still going on. We'll see what changes. Um. And right before we started this podcast, Dan, this uh, tweet came out from um Woj that the NBA teams are trying to reunite and push the NBA draft back. And Ooh. the NBA draft is usually in june i believe and they're trying to push it back no later or no earlier than august so we'll see how that goes man the uh crazy 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 covid19 is still having a big impact everywhere so we'll uh we'll see how that shakes out um since our last episode dane the nfl and the pro football hall of fame Announced 52 players and two head coaches selected to the 2010 uh. All-Decade team. And um, I am just going to list both 
the offense, okay. defense, and the coaches. All right? Please do. And then do. I'll have a few questions for you after that. Please, uh, I'm ready. So offense, we got the two quarterback slots, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Running back, Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, LaShawn McCoy, Adrian Peterson. Receivers, Antonio Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones. Flex position, Darren Sproles. Two tight ends, Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey. Offensive tackles, Jason Peters, Tyron Smith, Joe Staley, Joe Thomas. Guards, uh, Jari Evans, Logan Mankin, Zach Martin, Marshall Marshall Yandy. Uh, centers Alex Mack and Marquise Pouncey on the defensive side Calais Campbell Cameron Jordan at DN also Julius Peppers and JJ Watt tackles Geno Atkins Fletcher Cox Aaron Donald and Adabakon Sue linebackers Chandler Jones Luke Keekley Khalil Mack Von Miller Bobby Wagner Patrick Willis corners Patrick Peterson Darrell Rivas Richard Sherman safeties Eric Berry Earl Thomas Eric Weddle, also DBs, Chris Harris Jr., Tyron Matthew. Specialists, punter, Johnny Heckler, oh, Johnny Hecker, Shane Leckler, kickers, Steven Gokowski, Justin Tucker, punt returners, Tyreek Hill, Darren Sproles, kick returner, Devin Hester, Cordell Patterson, and then coaches, Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll. Hmm. Um, That is a lot of people. And I'm trying to think, okay, so my mind has to go back to the beginning of 2010. And I'm Mm -hmm. seeing some of these names. I was like, dang, were they that dominant? And one that stands out to me on the offensive side of the ball, and you can correct me because I don't, honestly, I don't have the stats in front of me like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, One that stands out to me on the offensive side of the ball, and I'm looking again, is LaShawn McCoy. Mm. and Travis Kelsey. I feel like Travis Kelsey was dominant like the last three years, but I don't know about a whole decade, but that's just me. That's the That's the thing, bro. I don't know if there's a set metric or criteria that they use to determine, you know, who made the list well, and how they made the list. It, it, I'm like, going to read it. I'm going to read it from here. It says, the NFL and the Pro Football Hall of Fame have announced the 52 players and two head coaches selected to the 2010 All-Decade team. Tom Brady, starting uh, now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, was one of the one of just eight players unanimously voted to the squad. For the full list of honorees, check out the bottom of this file, which we just did. Oh, I thought it was going to tell me how they voted on it. There's a lot, though, bro. There's there's so much, and I hate to be a negative Nancy uh, about it, and but they dang, my- bro, like, they they've got so much stuff wrong. No, no, oh, you're good, bro. Like, God. and I and didn't even notice this. My boy but... Peyton Manning off. What the hell? Okay, I yeah. That's cool. Man, nah, bro. Peyton. I thought we were gonna say something for real, for real. Like the fact that there are no, you know, I don't know, right tackles on the list. Oh, they all left tackles. They all left tackles. I guess because that. Well, what I would argue is just me arguing for the sake of it is them. Seeing as the left tackle is the for the most part for right-handed quarterbacks the blind spot blind side, but true. That, that, but there's no balance. Yeah, I, like, yeah. Go ahead. There's no balance. No balance at all. Like that. That's one thing. The second thing is how they they went about categorizing the defensive linemen slash linebackers. Like 
some of those guys are strictly edge rushers. And I get it. It's just, uh, it's just terminology, but in being so vague with the descriptions of the defenders, you're able to lump so many people in there that don't have a defined position. You know, don't have a defined position. You can say that, oh, this person has such a position flex. This is why they made the, the all decade team. And it's like, that's kind of unfair because. I cut you off, but I'm trying to figure out how they voted on this. I don't. How do they, they come up with it? Doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. It's just, it seems like a mix between dominant players, which is great. Dominant players should be on there. If you dominated for a 10 year period, you should be on the list. It's, it seems like a mix of dominant players, uh, people who who get a lot of, I, I guess, popularity. That plays a role in it. Not necessarily playing in a lot of, or consistently playing 15, 16 game seasons. And then just, uh, this looks like this fits there. Because a common argument that you see, anytime you have wide receivers or running backs there, that's always going to be a tough one because if you play, pull up the stack comparisons for people who are left off the list, you could, you know, mix and match a few of those guys. Am I wrong for thinking Peyton Manning should be over Aaron Rodgers? Mm, I mean, what's what met? Because we don't have a defined metric. We don't have, because we don't have a defined metric that says this person should be over this person. If this list were up to you, and I know I'm getting like getting off topic, but nah, go what ahead. metrics are you going to? What metrics would you use to place your guy uh, over Drew or not Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers? Because the, the one that the the very Super common, the most common, okay, uh, shoot appearances, um, and then shoot. Well, I don't have the stats in front of me, so I don't want to act like I'm talking out the side of my mouth. But I feel like when he retired, he owned almost all the passing records. Mm. But I think go ahead. One of the hardest things and we we talked about earlier, evaluating quarterbacks is really hard. But I think when you're talking about dominance or what makes one quarterback better than another, there's there's too many metrics to consider. You have and this is not even well, you have the the yards, the most passing yards. You have the touchdowns, you have uh, passing efficiency. Yeah. You have all these types of things, but one thing that we can't account for, it, it's something you just can't really account. And then you, the unfortunate thing about placing quarterback wins or placing team wins on quarterbacks, like that's, I, there's a some philosophical differences about that one, but it's hard to do when you have, when, when you're Drew Brees and your defense historically has been awful. And you only get the pick. And, two quarterbacks on this list too that makes yeah, it even tougher which doesn't make any sense at all but that's and one thing that i think one thing that did show up a lot was the all pro uh selections the first team all pro selections that appeared a lot super bowl appearances appear a lot which is of course is also a team stat but <clears throat> that's neither here neither here or there um but uh, it's okay. just i don't know you know what you know what dane so, um so I'm gonna correct myself. Peyton Manning oh. retired what year? Shoot, was that 20? 20 after we won the 2017, 2016? That's nearly halfway through the decade. So that would make sense why he's not on the list. And then I'm reading this article and he was on the 2016. 2000s. 
Yeah, he was on the 2000s decade team. So last year's decade team was Tom and Peyton. So that makes more sense. I'm coming back to my senses. I'm correcting myself. I understand why Peyton wasn't yeah. on this list. The, the, the one that I've seen a lot. The one, the one I've seen a lot was Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. That's the comparison. Yeah, I didn't even that makes more I sense. I didn't even bring up think about Peyton Manning yeah. until you brought it up. Not to say it was valid or invalid or not, but that's the one I've seen. That uh, makes more sense. Another one that I saw was well, th- that was probably the most entertaining one because I didn't have a dog in the fight. Aaron Rodgers just sent my team packing home multiple times. I have no reason to be on his side. And then, of course, there's the Drew Brees angle, which I, I mean. Yeah, I don't have any reason to be on his side either because Saints. But I don't. I mean, if I'm picking, I guess there has to be a standard, a ver- uh, a standard that across the board that you would say, okay, this person met this, so this maybe they're t- maybe they're just taking it all into account and just going based off that stats, rings, impact, uh, MVP, like how valuable they are to the team. It's just mm. it's, it, if they, I feel like if they clarify that, it would give us more of a overall, you know, feeling like okay, that's why they picked this person here. But to just because it's, it's, like, hey, it's, it it. it's such a flawed argument, though, bro. Because watch the game and enjoy the game. But another thing I, I thought about or seen was the argument of the the flex role on the All Decade team with Sproles, you know, making it. Some people who had were pissed off because Matt Forte didn't make it over Sproles, which I can see their argument. With this this uh, decade, with, Matt Forte, yeah, 2010 nah. to 2017. I mean, I ain't heard Matt Forte those, name in like two, I ain't heard his name in like four years. Yeah, it, I mean they got a point, but I mean I don't I don't know. I guess because of the versatility. Or just the the amount of yardage that Matt Forte amassed over Darren Sproles. But then when you think about the type of role that Darren Sproles had in the return team and as far as being a receiver, during the decade, Sproles amassed for 10,000 or so return yards, where, uh, of course, Matt Forte did not have any return yards because he's just an offensive guy. For the most part, so oh, yeah, I could, maybe that you know, flex is that. more towards all-purpose as receiver, punt returner. I guess they put all that together. But then again, the my response to that argument was I assumed that the flex position didn't take into account return yards. So because because they know. got specialists right here, right? Exactly. So I I don't I don't know. But they I I guess the point of it all is, and I guess it's just good for us right now, everyone right now, yeah. sports fans. You get to yeah, argue exactly. about it because we have nothing to else say to that. argue about. <laughs> so, right, I don't know. exactly. What uh, what were you thinking on the defensive side? Man, I the, what I originally thought I was hoping to see Cam Chancellor up there, but I mean, as far as impact mm. is concerned on on a defense from the last ten years or so, I was thinking he would, you know, he would have a place on that all decades team. But when you're thinking about your impact doesn't necessarily have any type of effect on the yeah. stat sheet. You know, the actual okay, presence so of since someone you said, being there. Since you said oh, Cam ahead. Chancellor, um, would you put Cam Chancellor above any of the safeties that's on here now? And that's the thing. When you when you talk of when I me in particular, 
because we don't have a frame of reference of what they're using to, I guess, quantify what puts a person above another person aside from stats. If you're not looking at stats in particular, if I'm starting a team based off of a person's impact or just how valuable they are to the team, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to go with Cam Chancellor, let's say over a, uh, hmm. So you at the second position, we got take out, Barry. You can take out either of the Eric's. <laughs> Replace Eric, it with either Barry, of the Eric's. Eric Weddle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, I won't but, argue that. But my thing is, I guess I'm thinking of the impact of the impact the Legion of Boom had on the NFL. Man, they should have won more than one ring. God, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not their fault. Their coach yeah. elected to allow their quarterback to – I don't know if it was an original game plan or was it original play for him coming out of the huddle was a pass or he audible out of it. I don't know, but they should have won at least one. or You two know, what's more, funny but. about that is that coach is on the all decade team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he deservingly so when you think about how many college court or how many college coaches go to the NFL and are successful that in its own right, he should be on that list, but keeping that team together for as long as he did after they choked that Super Bowl away. Yeah. That is impressive in itself. That he didn't lose yeah. a locker room. I mean, I mean, I'm not sure he lost it eventually, but you know, with Sherman leave well, that's more so for contractual reasons, but Sherman leaving and then, you know, Cam Chancellor having to retire. Well, I'm not sure. Did he yeah. actually retire or has he just stepped away because of injury? I'm I'm pretty sure he retired. Okay. But that defense was ahead of its time. Yeah, so dominant man. They did my Broncos dirty that year in the Super Bowl. So. Yeah, I knew oh, it was sorry. over when they when your boy hit Demar- uh, Demarius Thomas on that drag Ooh. route and he got smacked <laughs> first drive. I was like, yeah, this game's over. <laughs> Bro, I was at a I was at a Super Bowl party. I was the only Bronco fan there. Everybody else was room for Seattle, and it was Brave. it was probably the worst experience. Yeah, it's probably the worst experience. But uh, yeah, that's the decade team. You can check it out on. Pretty much any sport platform. This yeah. article I was got it from was NFL.com. So yeah, it I agree with you on that last part where you mentioned how it's good for debate. And I think that's what oh, yeah. any of these lists and stuff are uh are for. So um the uh with the quarantine going on and stuff, the Atlanta Falcons and Buccaneers drop their new threads on the social media for people to judge like us and kind of scope. Uh, I'll start with the Bucks, Dane. I, I like them. It's kind of going back to, you know, how they were before this last change. The, not their old creamsicle ones, but the ones after uh-huh. that, when what they went to the Super Bowl in that year. Um I can dig it. I can dig the white on white and the uh, original red on brown or whatever color that is. What color is that? That's not brown. It's uh, doodle brown. I don't it's know like what color it is. Brownish it's... gray. And then they got the all brownish grays. Whatever that color is. Brown. It's like bray. a brownish gold. It's bray. Bray. Bro. Yeah, we'll call it bray. We'll call it bray. bray. Um, They're nice, clean, smooth. You know, they had to get new jerseys. Well, they were getting New Jersey anyway before Brady came there, but yeah, uh, it still looks sloppy. Apparently, his 
Chris Godwin had that number 12 on still. I mean, oh, I yeah. know they probably did the shoot months ago, but. <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. That's what if they I'm said, I'm picking too. it apart. Shout out to my boy yeah. uh, John Keith on the track for that uh, re- the video they released, um, the Buccaneers. Oh, I ain't even listened to it. Go ahead, check them out. Keep them on uh, the oh. iTunes or however you listen to your music. Uh, for sure. Uh, they're, they're, they're smooth. I mean, I don't have any argument against them. I thought. I thought, and everybody else thought they were gonna drop the uh, the old school creamsicle mm-hmm. ones, which them those, those would have been bad. clean. Yo, you didn't like them? No, no, I'm saying bad, like as in like nice. Sorry, outdated okay. slang. Okay. There. Oh no, I, <laughs> I can't I help it. I've been trapped sure. in my house for the past three or four weeks. Sorry. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe I'm thinking because I don't see them in here. Maybe they still could do some cool creamsicle throwback. I feel like they would. They probably hold them back. They probably could still do that, but they probably the most decided they or probably can't do it because of, you know, the whole NFL uh, helmet rule, how you can only have one helmet throughout the entire season. Right. Of course, that rule is going to come tumbling right. down in like one or two years, but that's probably the only reason why. Because think about how uh, they I put forgot it this about way. That. The uniform changes that the Rams did and how the helmet doesn't really match with the – yeah, just just think about yeah. that times 10. So Right. I'm not going to bring sense. up those that- – God awful <laughs> jerseys that yeah. the Green Bay Packers have. <laughs> oh, those uh, delivery men UPS oh, type man. uniforms. Broncos yeah, actually bad. have something like that too. That actually like yeah. UPS guys. But also the Atlanta Falcons dropped their jerseys with ATL, the abbreviation ATL across the chest. You mean them uh, 2014 Texas Tech alternate jerseys? Yeah. <laughs> The same gradient uh, style and everything. A lot of people are ripping up these uniforms, Dane. Mm. I, 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 the one thing I don't like, and I'm kind of script uh, scrolling through them, uh-huh. the stripe on the side. I don't like the stripe on the side, mm. but I do like the chrome like face yeah. mask. I don't even know if that's chrome. It looks like chrome. That's my favorite part of this uniform. Oh yeah, that's the that's the only W right there outside of yeah, and and I'm I'm not saying I don't have anything negative to say about either of the jerseys. It's just when is the right time to reveal new jerseys when your team hasn't been successful? You know, like there's <laughs> there is no right time to do that. Like as a general manager, it's like you know what we're gonna do these new uniforms. But coach, we just came off of a three and no 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 no. But with these new uniforms, yeah, we're gonna sell like hotcakes. <laughs> we're gonna get new jerseys out there and like. There's no good time to do it when your team hasn't done anything, you know, worth mentioning. So it's I don't have right. anything I don't have anything bad to say about it. It's just funny seeing all these jokes, especially the <laughs> Yeah. The, the uh, twenty eight to three jokes. Yeah, those jokes those are those are <laughs> never gonna be out of style. Shout yeah. out to all the ATL just fans the, out there. Just thinking about it, bro, and this is going back to that division itself. You got Brady, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Brees, like four of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league yep. the past few years, all on in the same division. Mm-hmm. And wow, you know what? I need to look this up, bro. But what with the need? new playoff system and mm-hmm. seven teams making it, can can you have four teams make it out of one division now? Maybe three. I don't statistically. You, you you've been able speaking, to. Have, I'm not you've sure. You've been able if you to have. have I was going to say you've been able to have three before because yeah. you can have each division winner and then mm-hmm. 
two out of the same division because they're wild card. So right. now you'll have four division winners and then three wild cards up for grabs. So we have to hit up one of those analytics nerds off of Twitter uh, to see if they can help I, us out. With yeah, that one. I don't know if that was in the rules yet. Like, can every team shout in the division out, shout out to all the analytics nerds out there? Love y'all, man. But yeah, that uh, division is going to be going to be man, crazy. Now you have my brain thinking about what those records, how those records would have. It'd have to be perfect. Like they'd have to split down the middle every single division game. And then. Think about it like this. The Say the Bucks are... go. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just okay. thinking about this. Thinking about it for one team is great. Thinking about it for four teams in the same division is like. Yeah. Just, the, just look. Uh, okay. Say uh, the Bucks go 14 and 2. Uh, Saints go <laughs> Saints go twelve and four. <laughs> okay. Panthers go ten and six. I'm just using an example. And Falcons go eight and eight. Okay, if the Falcons are at last team eight and eight, and mm-hmm. they have the best record out of the other teams that didn't win their division, say the other teams are like eight and eight or, or lower, that's hard. Okay. To, I don't know. It's you'd have to expect. I mean. I'd expect to see uh, probability wise. Yeah, that's very low. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's going to, for by all means, Deontay, whenever this whole sports thing gets back to normal, go ahead and drop a, you know, a hundred dollars on, on that money line for everyone within that division to make the playoffs. I know. <laughs> because do it every year. Um, and then the, the year that you finally get it, let me know how much money you've lost. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah, we could talk about that, but, by all means, right. that's just a lot of math, and I'm not in the right place to do that right now because that's just yeah. a lot. But I'm sure somebody's already thought about it. That's our homework for the next podcast. We have to find out if that's mathematically possible. If anybody's yeah. already started to do the math, I'm I'm, I'm I'm gonna look it up after the after we pod. I'm gonna definitely look it up. Okay, Dane. Uh, the coronavirus pandemic is continuing to affect the sports world and today it came out that one month after canceling the regular season the xfl has suspended operations and laid off all of its employees due to the pandemic per espn's field yates xfl coo jeffrey pollock said employees were informed of the, the, the decision on friday Man. um nfl networks mike garofalo added the xfl will play in will pay employees through Sunday, but beyond that, it's unclear when or if the league might return. When the XFL canceled uh, about a month ago, it said it was committed to playing a full season in 2021 and future years. This sucks for the XFL because this year, uh, I actually got a chance to go to a game. Um, I went to the Renegades uh, Houston Roughnecks game. It was fun, man. It was fun. And it wasn't, of course, how it was before with all the shenanigans and stuff like that. It was, it felt like it was a legit league that had to, right. It felt like it was a legit league that had a chance to be, of course, not a rival to the NFL, but to um, like a supplemental league that, Mm -hmm. right. And we already saw players get signed to the NFL. Uh, We saw PJ get signed. From the roughnecks to the Panthers, so and Kenny it says Robinson's it, probably I mean, going to get get drafted too. So yeah, and it said 
it wasn't I mean it's not it's not sure if it'll return. Uh that would suck. I just think back to back, you know, times the XFL trying to come out, it's done after one year, but hopefully they could somehow turn it around. You know, Vince McMahon has a lot of money, so maybe it won't it won't be affected down the road, but right now it's looking like it's it's not a good look. Slim to nine. Yeah, it sucks. But it, it, it was fun. It definitely was fun. Uh, switching over to basketball, the Basketball Hall of Fame class for 2020 was announced a few days ago. Headlining the class is the late, great Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett. Also getting inducted will be Tamika Catchings of the WNBA. Hey. Kim Mulkey, Baylor head coach, and she is the first player to win a national championship as an assistant player and a coach, which is pretty cool. Uh, Barbara Stevens, Eddie Sutton, another college basketball legend, Rudy Tomjanovich, uh, two-time NBA champion with the Houston Rockets, and then a couple of other you know, uh, award winners for media, Michael Wilbon, Achievement Award, Tim Nugent. Um, so Dane, what do you think about this class? It was, it was rumored anyway that, you know, it was going to be, of course, Kobe, KG and, uh, Duncan. So how do you feel about, uh, this class coming in? I think this class holds some validity to it. Um, I can't speak for any of the other classes, but it's pretty common. It's a pretty common theme amongst NBA fans that the NBA Hall of Fame is pretty much a joke because pretty much anybody can get in there. But the the guys that you laid out, mainly of course, you know Kobe, KG, and was it uh, what's that fool's name? The Duncan. Most, the, the fun. I'm trying to think of his. Was it? No, it wasn't the big fundamental. Oh, Mr. Fundamental. Okay, yes, Mr. Fundamental. Who was the big fundamental? No, no, he is the big fundamental. Okay, the, I, the I, big I, fundamental. My no, bad. He was, That's my no, bad. No, I, I, I was like, wait, wait a minute. Who was the big fundamental? It definitely was Tim Duncan. Well, no, I wasn't sure it was Tim. It was definitely Tim. Okay, so they those three, yes, definitely. I don't have any issue with with them making it, but the Hall of Famous. I mean, you can't take anybody out that's already in, but it does, of course, lose its value when just anybody can get in there. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I like it. It's going to be an emotional. Celebration, of course, uh, definitely, you know, you, you don't ever want to memorialize someone just because or prop someone up just because they, you know, passed away. But at the same time, you don't you want to make sure that everyone gets to celebrate their night, you know, mm-hmm. ce- celebrate their moment. You don't want it to take away from anything because um, that we see that happening a lot. And, you know, we hate that, you know, the death of someone brings everyone together. But at the same time, you don't want the depth of someone to overshadow someone else's accomplishments or at times that they want to shine as well. And it's yeah. coming from a huge Kobe Bryant fan slash Lakers fan. So I, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a, a great class. One to remember, of course, for sure. And it's highlighted with a ton, a ton. I'm, I'm sure the clips that they're going to use uh, during the, the presentation uh there's going to be starring matchups with one another because there are plenty of times where the spurs went head-to-head with the lakers or the of course unfortunately lakers going down uh, versus kg's uh celtics 
was that back in 2007, yeah. 2008 when that was? And of course we came. Yeah. Stop them boys. That was out. on TV the other day too. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Good series. Um, so it, I think it's going to be pretty cool to see that. Yeah, for sure. I happened to be watching when they were inducting, watching the little show and Reese Davis mm. interviewed Vanessa Bryant and uh, mm. Natalie. Uh, and it man. was tough, man. It was tough. Like, you know, she was showing emotion, obviously, and right. uh, talk about how proud she was of Kobe. And, you know, he obviously, she mentioned she knew, or she mentioned that, you know, he was waiting for this call. You know, he knew that he was going to be a part of this class, essentially. So, uh, yeah, like you said, bro, it's going to be very emotional. Um, very, very emotional but also a celebration of what he was and mm-hmm. equally uh everybody getting their opportunity to say thank you and you know reflect on their careers and stuff like that so coming from a Baylor fan also Kim Mulkey she waited you know she's been waiting a long time and she's obviously mm-hmm. one of the greatest coaches to uh coach in the in the college ranks so it's good to see her finally get in get the recognition um, Right, for sure. So, um, the induction rubbish. ceremony is scheduled right now for April, excuse me, August, weekend of August 28th, 29th. So okay. that'd be cool to check out. That'd be cool to check out. Switching over to nerd news, brother. The nerd news. Huh. Uh, put our glasses on for the nerd news. Yeah, got to put our glasses up, pull our pants all the way up, our bri- our britches. Um, 
We were waiting for this, Dane, and our last yeah. episode we were talking about possibly what we wanted was them to put the Black uh Black Widow movie on Disney Plus. Yeah. But Mob said uh, selfishly, yeah, of course. Yeah, we're we're we were definitely indulging our own wants Appetites. and needs. But yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh but Disney came and finally announced a pushback date for Black Widow, and that will be November November sixth of twenty twenty. Um and thus it pushed back the entire MCU timeline. timeline. They hadn't announced about the Disney Plus shows yet, like Loki, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to come out August twentieth. 20 of this or August of this year mm-hmm. um, to backdoor that Black Widow movie. But of course, I'm sure they're going to have to announce that pushback as well because it's all supposed to connect and go off one another. So, Dane, do you have the sl- new slate dates in front of you? Because I, I do not. I can find okay. them real quick. But Okay, go ahead and find that because I, I kind of want to talk about the timeline backed up. I'm gonna start okay. looking too. So we have I got you. Yeah, I okay. got you. Go so go ahead have, and uh, is, knock down that timeline. Run that back for you, Playboy. I got you, my guy. Yeah. So first things first, of course, you have Black Widow November the sixth, two thousand twenty. You have the Eternals, uh February the twelfth, two thousand twenty one, Thor, Love and Thunder, February twenty eighth, twenty twenty two, uh the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It still has it for some time in the fall, which I don't think that's gonna be realistic, but we'll yeah. see how that plays out. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, let's see. Shanghai was pushed back from February 2011 or 2021 to <laughs> May 7th of 2021. Uh, Doctor Strange, of course, that was slated for May of 2021. That has been pushed back to November of 2021. Can't wait for that one. Facts. Hmm. Thor, I did already, I, I did already say that one, but that one's for, of course, February, two thousand twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blade still didn't. We don't have a date for that one. Uh, the Disney Plus Captain series. To... Oh, my bad. What? I'm sorry. I, I I saw that Captain Marvel two was announced finally. They hadn't had a date at all for Captain Marvel two, and that they put it for July eighth of twenty twenty-two. I think that's right before Black Panther, uh, uh, Black Panther two, but uh, I think we're still going to get the Falcon and the Winter Soldier in the fall of this year. You think so? Mm, that's what this website is saying, and then of course, WandaVision has been pushed to the the spring of twenty twenty, mm. or not spring of twenty twenty. Uh, let's see. I, you know, I don't know these these dates are vague. Mm. They're very vague. I I know they haven't finished filming. Uh, the only thing that's done filming is Black Widow. They haven't mm-hmm. finished Falcon and the Winter Soldier. WandaVision's still in like post-production stuff. So, And now I know they want to go back and film. So I, I know, well, I'm get, educating and guessing that they're going to push back uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But um, as a whole, like I think, of course, and... I think it's a disappointment, obviously, that we won't get Black Widow in May, but I think it's a good time. It's like, of course, the pandemic is horrible, but 
if it could have ha- if it could have happened at any time, it'd be good to have it now because you know we just ended phase three, mm-hmm. and now this is the start of a new phase. So it's like okay, we've been waiting anyway. What's a few more months? And then just yeah. imagine, bro. And I know you saw the tweet about a couple of tweets about what if this pandemic happened last year around this time when we were waiting for Endgame to God, come out. We would have been sick. We would have died. Like you know, it would have been crazy. So. Um, this happened for Marvel. This probably happened at the perfect time where you know they were kind of in their off season anyway. So, um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it'll come out when it comes out. We'll all go to the movies to see it. We'll be hyped for whatever they tease because that, to be honest, that's the most thing I or that's what I anticipate the most when I go to a Marvel movie is just like what they tease and what they the Easter eggs and the post-credit scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. So the connectivity yeah. is what I yearn for the most is how this, how this film fits in with, you know, everything else, not so much as the seeing the new content, but just piecing the puzzle together, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've asked you this Dane, but out of all the projects that they've talked about and uh, stuff that's releasing, what are you most excited to see? Mm, I'm seeing because I love Doctor Strange's role so much in or from Infinity War as well as Endgame. I am curious to see their direction with him, not only because mm-hmm. of his character, his story arc is fascinating, but because of the change in directors. Um, yeah. And just how much, not control, or just how much meddling the mouse has in their films, like dictating what they have to have in there. The other night, James Gunn, who's the, the director uh, mm-hmm. of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, he had live tweeted alongside many of the people on Twitter. The the, the movie, quarantine uh, watch party, man. Yeah. I love yeah, So I, I, and, I participated in a few, the first few, but I haven't lately. Nice. But go ahead. Nice. Well, one of the things he mentioned was, or one of the questions that came up was basically how or who dictated what was put into the film. And he said, the only thing that Marvel, excuse me, the only thing that Disney said that I had to Disney or Marvel said that I had to have in the movie was introduce or include uh, Thanos in it. That was it. Mm -hmm. That was the only thing, everything else he had, the creativity, he had the, was it uh, the freedom? He had the freedom uh, to include whatever he wanted to. So I guess in my mind, I want to see how that plays out with the new director for the uh, the new the Doctor Strange sequel. The and it's Sam Raimi, right? Uh, I think so. I, who was Don't the old Spider Man director? Mm-hmm. The very the Spider Man with um, uh, what's his name? Um, the original Spider Man with the Tobey Maguire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, you gotta say that, right? The original Spider Man. I know. <laughs> and I'm sure not not madness of multiverse, the multiverse of madness. I'm sorry, I said that. Bro, that movie is gonna be insane. Yeah, yeah. So. It's gonna be crazy. It's they, gonna there be were crazy. rumors. I, there were rumors that it was teetering a rated R rating. Yeah. I mean, well, that was when Scott Derrickson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the old exactly. director, but this one not so much. So I don't, I don't know. But and that's was, supposed to connect with. That's supposed to be piggybacking off of WandaVision show. Mm-hmm. So WandaVision, whatever happens at the end of WandaVision goes straight into Doctor Strange's yeah. movie. Because she's going to be in that. So Yeah, I'm, yeah. That's, that's going to be uh, wild. It's about to get wild. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped for that one, too. 
Um, and just for me to pick another, I'll pick another one since you picked that one. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see the. I'm gonna go with the Disney Plus show, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Uh, just because, and I'll. I know you don't really like to. We talked about it. You don't really like to read up on what the show may happen or what may happen in the show. Expect uh-huh. so I won't spoil stuff, but I'm excited because. It's it's this it's gonna be a history lesson in this show from what I've heard. Uh-huh. Um as far as African American history. Uh-huh. And I, I'm excited to see how Marvel deals with that. I like when Marvel Marvel tackles kind of like political type issues. Yeah, and social issues. This show. Right, and social, social justice. Top, social and topics. Like social topics. Yeah. So sorry. They're supposed to tackle a few social injustice type thing so i'm excited to see how they'll do that and um i'm excited to see and it's the first disney plus show so i'm kind of excited to see how they bring their movie type thing into a show format um and i'm man i'm just excited all together so as soon as this pandemic's done and through and we back on our feet and all that good stuff and marvel gets back rolling it's gonna be it's gonna be legit bro another thing coming Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to it as well. Yeah, it's weird that you have to say that. Looking forward to things being normal again, like <laughs> it's so yeah, weird. It's, these are like like Hulk said in Endgame. These are confusing times. <laughs> these are confusing times. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, down in November when Black Widow kicks off. And then our final topic, brother, we are video game nerds as well as movie nerds. Yeah, um, totally, man. And once again, there is a next generation of systems coming out holiday season, hopefully, so of course. this year. <laughs> like We got to put hopefully and maybe on everything now. Um, but the PS5 versus the Xbox Series X. And there's been a lot of rivalry and uh, people picking sides, of course. Uh, Dame, you and I both have a PS4 and Xbox One. Yes, we don't partake um, in these console wars. You know, we don't, yeah, yeah. That's beneath we, me. We, I'll just get both and <laughs> enjoy both of them. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel about <laughs> everything. But, you know, everybody got to pick their side. I mean, it's fun. It's fun to do it. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. uh, why do it when I'm a walking contradiction having both of them sitting in my living room right now? Like, right, not, right. I ain't gonna... Exactly. Nah. Um, but the... Uh, from what... And I, right now, I'm looking at, like, the specs of both systems. And I don't... I'm not that type of guy where I know what every single thing means. Because it's a lot of stuff that I don't understand, but uh, from people that I trust as far as other friends that, you know, are system guys, they they all seem to believe that what the Xbox Series X is doing or what they're presenting is kind of above a little bit what the PS5 has right now. And some of the things that I see, I mean, I'm looking at the chart as I'm talking, uh, one of the things that I like, and Dane, you like too, is backwards compa- compatibility. That's the only thing and I care so, about right now. Right. And so I'm looking at both of them right now, and according to this, it's saying the PlayStation 5 will only be backwards compatible for PlayStation 4 games and the uh, virtual reality games. 
Whereas for the Xbox, it'll be backwards compatible for the original Xbox, this 360, and the Xbox mm-hmm. One. So that's three generations. So I'm giving that slide as to Xbox. Yeah. Um, and then it's for the storage. Uh, for PS5, it says custom 825 gigabyte storage drive. And then for Xbox, it's saying one terabyte, which is larger than a gigabyte. So right. another advantage for Xbox. Um, let me see what else I see in here. Other These other things are big video type things that I don't understand, to be honest. But from the two things that I feel are the most important, storage and um was it was the uh backwards compatibility i'm giving the slightest to xbox right now well have you had a chance to talk about or not talk about kind of see what's going on with the both with both of them no my my only cons- the only thing like i said that i was gravitating towards was the backwards compatibility because there are a lot of titles that i enjoyed you know coming up that you don't get to, i don't get to play no more or the only time i get to witness those is one by heating up the or warming up the xbox 360 or going to youtube and binging on a, a, a rabbit hole full of videos mm-hmm. of old games i used to play um but the only other concern that i had was a tweet that i saw the other day uh which it's very true and a lot of people that are listening will be be able to relate to it but as graphics have gotten better video games have pretty much gotten worse yeah, it's or and you features can, on certain yeah. games have gone away and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and a lot of people, in particular the in the sporting arena, that has been very very true. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. seen, oh, we're gonna add some sweat droplets to the nose of Kevin Durant, and you're gonna mm-hmm. love it. And I was like, no, I, I don't care about the sweat appearing on a player's face after shooting a single bucket like i i care yeah. about the the actual gameplay how does right. the gameplay flow the ai of my teammates on the fast break do they just yeah let me not go into a tangent but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah i got you we talk so, about this all that's the my time concern. And, and that's not so much to has that that doesn't have that has little to do with the, the consoles being released but and, and much more to do with the, the the game developers and those entities that you know, produce the games or, or build these games. That has more to do with them than the actual, you know, consoles coming out conveniently uh, the day before Christmas or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Outside of that, one thing, I don't know. One thing I, I hope with Xbox saying they can, we can backwards compatible with Xbox 360, one, Xbox One games, like the games that I already have, I'm sure they will do this. Games I already have on Xbox One 360. I want to be able to have that automatically or be able to download that on the new system without having to buy it again. Mm-hmm. You know, it should be able to easily, you know, streamline to this next system. So I'm sure they'll yeah. work that out. That would make sense. But, mm. you know, one so more I'm, thing. I mean, go ahead. <laughs> since we since we talk about stuff that we need, non-negotiables and stuff. We are in the year of 2020. Yes. There is no need and there it makes no it makes absolutely no sense that you can play a game online in a party with your friends. Oh, and there you, is okay. an existence of 
lag, rubber banding, glitching, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call it, there there is no excuse for that. Yep. That has everything to do with the server maintenance or the way that the servers are built, maintained. That is unacceptable. If I'm paying for monthly fee to play online with my friends and I have the premium web package for my uh, internet service provider. I shouldn't have to worry about the inefficiencies <laughs> of being in the wrong place at the wrong time in a video game because your servers can't keep up with the amount of people that are on, on them. Like that's, that's, I ain't trying to hear that. So that's yeah. just another gripe. Right? But that's that's neither here nor there. So sorry, didn't mean to go yeah. off on that tangent again. Apologies. I think I speak for everyone when I say about that. So you're speaking to the people, and I'm sure some that are listening agree with you that um things things need to be fixed as far yeah. as connections, servers. We're in the year mm-hmm. 2020. We should have efficient, consistent uh, internet play and streaming play and stuff like that. And another gripe, and from what I heard, this is more of a Sony type being stubborn, is cross-platforms on sporting games. They're starting to get it on Call of Duty and Uh... stuff like that. But cross-platform on sports games needs to be a thing. That yeah, would there's... that would set the bar very high, and that'd be so so legit. Um, because that would settle the debate on me getting both systems. Like, because I got yeah. friends on PlayStation side that I play with, I got friends on Xbox side that I play with, and having one system to be able to play everybody save money, obviously, and it's just stupid. It, it just makes you know sense. what? It's dumb. And Sony and Microsoft, if you're listening, hear me loud and clear. There is too much money to be made for this not to be a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say that one more time. There is too much money to be made for this not to be a thing. Like they, we, like you said, they we do have it on a few games. They have it on Call of Duty. They have it on some of your other Battle Royale games, the cross-platform yeah. play. But it's there's not enough of it. You're limiting yourself. Come together, join like Voltron, and fix this, and make sure that we have this. We have access to because otherwise, there's no reason for you to put out another system four years from now, five years from now, because you're still dealing with the same issues, yeah, same issues and the same hurdles. Like you haven't successfully, there isn't a next level that you've reached yet. Now, once that backwards compatibility is is once I can verify that that is legit and you know maybe maybe there are some things that I don't know about within this next gaming system heck there's probably a lot of things that I don't know about it but you can't sit up here and try to advertise me a new ugly controller without me worrying about no 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 the concern has never been the controller the concern has been some of the bigger things with with, with your systems that you're putting out so cross platform play that's one of them like you said so I'm gonna sit back in my seat because at this point I was standing up, and it's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
got it in your in your in your bag, so to speak. Yeah, I got it in my bag. Um, yeah, we'll see. Holiday twenty twenty for both systems, I believe. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but Dane, that was a great, great show, my guy. Um, what do you have planned for the rest of the day? Uh, probably go eat. That might be a good thing. Haven't eaten today yet. Yep. Then hang with the family. Finish watching this. We, uh, started, well, not started. We knew that there were a few Pirates of the Caribbean movies that we hadn't seen. The last two, we haven't mm. seen them, so we watched, we watched number four yesterday, and the wife, she said she's done, so I'm watching number five by myself. So, okay. try to do that. Um, build up this franchise. Cowboys have already traded away all the guys that I don't want. I've got about yeah. 15 first round picks <laughs> from all the people oh, wow. I traded away. Oh yeah, you bored, bored. <laughs> yeah, I let go of everybody. Like I got a new motto too. I'm not signing anybody unless they're a generational talent. I'm letting everyone go <laughs> in the final contract and just re-upping 15 first round picks every time. Unrealistic, but it's I'm not doing anything that's cheating. I'm not crossing any cheating lines. Yeah. I'm being 100% authentic. So that's Goodbye, funny. Dakota Prescott. Welcome, random <laughs> sixty overall that I found in the free agency. So yeah. Oh, and I got Antonio that's Brown. Fun. So yeah. Um, but that's all I'm going to be doing since yeah. eating and oh yeah yeah I forgot to tell you. Um, if you're concerned or worried about you know working on stuff, just grab you a dumbbell or two dumbbells and do that. I grabbed a twenty yeah. pound dumbbell from Walmart. Going back out today to grab a forty pound to try to get these, you know, this these pecs back where they need. You're to be right. At. You're right. I've been wanting so, to. Uh, I don't know if the pawn shops are open now, but I want to get a bike. I want to get a mm. green and I bike and go bike riding. I used to love riding bikes when I was younger, but maybe maybe I can get yeah. one. Or um, just just uh, just go ahead and drop the money for it, man. Head to there's well, if y'all just get really bored. Just uh, there's a bike shop here in Cedar Hill. Did they sell actual bikes? We passed by yesterday. You might, mm-hmm. I can just do a Google search for bike shops in Cedar Hill, and you can see if they have an online deal so we can look at bikes and yeah. prices and stuff. I'm sure they're cheaper everywhere. Yeah, I, I, if you don't, have yeah, them I should Waco, just then. get a new brand, uh, brand new one. Just yeah, yeah not or it can be a or it can be a project since I mean I'm assuming y'all are bored y'all can just get two bikes and y'all can both build them together or something or yeah I don't know I hadn't thought about um, that yeah what else um, I don't know if you said what you got planned or if I've over talked to you my bad for that no nah, you good you uh shoot it's Friday and like I can go anywhere but I uh I joined a 2K league with nice. off this this guy that I know on Facebook who happens to work for Baylor. He's like on the Baylor athletics football staff, but I met him. He worked at Belton high and he used to play football at Baylor, but this okay. league is, it's, oh, this league is overboard. It's like 26 people in it. And they, we did a fantasy draft with legends and mm. I got, I got Chauncey starting Billups. Oh, okay. My starting, my starting five is Chauncey Billups, James Harden, Sean Marion, Amari Stoudemire and David Robinson. Oh, you got and, uh, oh, it's a, it's a legit squad, bro. And I'm 20 and five right now, and I've I've beat a bunch of people in the league already. Okay. Whenever you get back online, just uh, stream it and text me when you got the stream. If I watch it, yeah. if I'm not online, because I'm I'm definitely sure. down to watch that, especially Dave Robinson. For Robbins. sure, bro. It's it's, it's fun. 
that's what I was doing on Xbox and then PlayStation. I told you earlier I was playing The Last of Us because I did not did not finish that. So I'm working on The Last of Us. And then with my Baylor friends, shout out to Eric, Daniel, Finn, uh, KJ, Terrence, and uh, the whole gang, Andrew. Yeah, Terrence and Andrew aren't on the PlayStation, but we started a. Uh, there's a feature on uh, FIFA called Pro Clubs. You create your uh, own team, and then nice. each player has their own player, and uh, you compete against other teams online. So we have the Baylor Gang Football Club that we play. Nice. We already we That's won a dope. division title in Division Ten. So once you win a division title, you get promoted mm-hmm. to division the next division. But it's harder teams you play. So mm-hmm. it was pretty fun. Did that, and uh, you know what's pretty cool is Zoom, bro. So yeah. I hadn't seen them in a while, obviously. So we had a long Zoom hangout session, which was really cool. But that's what we we use Zoom for our Bible study, yeah. our Bible study group. That's yeah. what we use for it. So that's, yeah, what's up. that's dope. That's what's up. But um, if you're still listening, we appreciate you very much. I forgot uh, we was recording. Let's go on a- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bro. This is authentic. Authentic. Oh, uh, our if you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, the podcast Instagram is Duo SNS Podcast, and that's also the Twitter one. And yes, we're also on Facebook, Sport, uh, the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. Um, and then my Twitter is at Dieps Right Steps. That's also my Instagram. And Dane, what is your Twitter, buddy? Uh, mine's is Dane BTX and. That's that's it. I don't have any other socials. Well, I have Snap, that's but that's it. different. I don't you catch Dane on the on the Twitters, on the Twitters. But um, yeah, bro, this has been a great great episode. A lot of content, a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, but uh, we appreciate the listeners listening, and yes, we want you guys to continue to be safe, practice yep. social please, distancing. Please. Uh, so we can get through this quarantine and get through this virus and bounce back and finish, hopefully finish it, finish this year strong, man. Cause we want to watch sports yes. obviously, but we want to get back to a normal world. We want to be healthy. We want to be safe. We want to, well, we can go outside you know, without yeah. the fear of getting sneezed on. Right. Right. I mean, and cool. Go to a movie theater and watch a movie and yeah. go to a restaurant, have a date night with your, significant other all that good stuff so um well we appreciate each and every one of you tuning in and listening to however long this podcast episode is Um, but we don't appreciate you if you haven't been practicing your social distancing so yeah take our appreciation what what is wrong with you if you're not doing that what is wrong get it fixed do better you heard what samuel jackson said (laughs) stay your (laughs) mother Home. <laughs> at home he a fool, yeah. he a fool. He, that was that video was amazing i need to post that whenever i get a chance yeah uh, so but but yeah um, that is it for this episode y'all be easy man all right y'all be 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 good and all that